singing, good testimonies. Uh, it is. It's good to feel God's spirit this morning, and uh, you know we <clears throat> we come today. And, uh, you know we're, we're sad. God's called home another. to first chronicles first chronicles <laughs> and this is what's happened this week I said, what am I going to preach on you know chronicles is boring you know what's in the fourth chapter <laughs> one of my favorite you've heard me talk about and I said thank you Lord it's the right time Jabez prayer <laughs> and that's what we need today we need that we'll get to that in a little bit but uh, thank God it comes at the right time and, uh, but uh, uh, remember next uh, Sunday morning, Brotherhood Breakfast at 8 o'clock. Is that the time, Jay? So remember that when uh, Brother Terry will be speaking. We had not had one in a while, and we had not announced it too much, but next Sunday uh, at 8 o'clock, Brotherhood Breakfast. And uh, we uh, want to tell Iris hello if she's watching us on Internet. I know she was last Sunday in the hospital. We miss her. Uh, I miss her watering that uh, piano every, when I come in and, and playing music and Charles in here running off uh, papers and fussing with me. I miss that. And so you get well and you get back here as quick as you can. God bless you. <coughs> but uh, we uh, <coughs> good to be here. And like I said, uh, they've been uh, a sad week, but uh, <coughs> God's still in control. Uh, God has a, a future, and uh, He's got something for us to do. He's got people that's here to love life and to live and to go on and pass it on and do the best we can, and that's what we're supposed to do. You know, I was uh, in a <clears throat> Cracker Barrel last Sunday evening, and we were, we'd ate, and I was going there to pay the bill, and I ran into this guy that I know, well, and, and the first thing he said, he said, Hey, preacher, said you pre did you preach for or against today? Well, you know, and that's all he said. And I just sort of laughed, and I said, Well, I don't know. And he said, Probably against, and he just walked off. Well, you know, he wasn't throwing off. I, I know what he meant. He probably was meaning that, you know, there's so much bad that you preached against it. But that bothered me. I thought about that all week. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be known as somebody that's preaching against all the time. I want to preach for. Amen. For. So what did you preach today? For or against? There's too much for uh, to pre always preach against on it, but there's a wonderful saying though it says one cannot love good without hating evil. Amen. You cannot love good without hating evil. Now people want to say, well, love everyone, judge not, peace with everyone. You know, you know, but we do. We love the sinner, but we hate the sin. You can't do just one of them, which the world wants us to do, is just love everything and everybody, and, and that you do love them. But you cannot love good and not hate sin. That's just part of it. That's, that's part of the Bible. And so we, we want to remember that also. But here in First Chronicles, 
First Chronicles uh, here. Now, it starts out with a long list of unfamiliar and difficult names. Over 500 of them. Over 500 names that you can't pronounce most of them. Now, you know, that gets boring you get to getting through those names and you're like, my goodness. It's sort of like the old Scottish preacher. He was reading the first chapter of Matthew one time, you know, and in that chapter he was saying, well, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah and his brother, and then he just paused for a little bit and he said, well, and they kept on begetting one another all the way down this page and all the way across the other page. And that's sort of like the way you, you want to describe it sometimes, you know. But, uh, but here in First Chronicles, the fourth chapter, that's where I want you to turn to, we haven't got many verses today because we're going to stay mostly on these. But First Chronicles, the fourth chapter, and you get down in that chapter in the 44th name that you come across. 44 names down in this chapter is a name appears and a story breaks and somebody different than the rest appears. He comes on the scene who wants life to be more honorable than the rest of them. Now, as you just read that, it's just so-and-so begot so-and-so, so-and-so begot so-and-so. And then uh, for the fourth chapter, verse 9, it says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. It gets our attention. The author here stops. In mid-sentence, he's listing 500 different names. And all of a sudden right here, he pauses and he brings out something special. And there is a great lesson in these two verses here. There is a great lesson for us. It's an uplifting message. It's something that we need to know and to, to, to work towards. And, and, and it says that he was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. I bore him in pain. Now, uh, that's where she starts. It gets our attention right here. But... And then it goes on, and but she, his name means pain. That's what it means. But we need Jabez's prayer at this time. That's what I said when I was studying and thinking, what am I going to preach today that will fit? We're, we, we've been down. We've been depressed with it. We've been sorrowful and sad. What are we going to preach on? You know, I want to be for. I want to be for, for something. And so we need Jabez's prayer at this time. You know, our church has is, is lost so many old soldiers in the last two or three years. We need Jabez's prayer this morning. We need it now to help us to look forward and to go on and see what God wants us to do. You know, uh, my love for this prayer right here, for these little prayers. I've got a, a picture that uh, some of you gave me. It's, it's hanging in my study. I got it framed. It's got two hands just like this and I told you it looks like my hands. And it's got Jabez's prayer written on it. I've got a, a little jewelry box laying on top of my dresser and it's got Jabez's prayer on top of it. I've got a, a piece of paper that I've had right here taped for many years. Jabez's prayer on it. So my love for this prayer goes a long ways and for a long time and, and, and so uh, it, it means a whole lot it's, it's changed my life it challenged me uh, it put confidence in me when I needed it and it still does it assured me that God can and He will answer the prayers of someone that wants to make a difference He 
will, God will. Someone that wants to make a difference and wants to make a difference enough, God will and He can answer those prayers. Even today, tomorrow, and the next day, He can hear. Amen. You know, that little book, it's just a little book. I preached one Sunday on Jabez's prayer. And after that, Sharon brought me that little old book about it. And I've read it over and over many times. I'm reading it again and I've been blessed every time. I believe Danny mentioned he got one of them from her. And so, it just stepped right in there. But it's just a small book. But it's a, a, a wonderful blessing from it. And I've gone to it uh, many times. And I hope this morning that we can encourage you and challenge you today uh, with this, this hidden little prayer that's in this uh, First Chronicles right here this morning and preaching for something, for something this morning. Hey, man. All right, you want a, better, a bigger vision for this life? Do you want a bigger vision for what you live in? Church, church, do you want a, a bigger vision? Do you want something, a goal, something bigger than you are, bigger than life is? Well, then sign up to be a gimper for the Lord. A gimper, G-I-M-P-E-R, a gimper for the Lord. A gimper is someone that always does a little more than what is required or what is expected. Now remember that, a gimper is somebody that does more than what is expected or required for it. You try that on a job, young folks, and see what happens to you. You see what happens if you do that but go beyond what is expected. We don't have that too much here, but that's what uh, uh, Gimper was. One time years ago when I was a counselor, I went into the principal there then, and, and, I, and I was wanting some money for some programs. Well, he started out right off and saying, well, no, he didn't have no money, couldn't have none. Well, I started telling him what I was going to do with it, what I wanted to do and the programs with it, and there's a whole bunch of them listed there. And when I got through, he said, well, if you're going to do all that, you can have the money. You know, and so, I mean, that's just the way it goes. You know, you go beyond what's expected. That's what Jabez did here. And we need to read this little prayer over and over. We need to memorize it. We need to believe it. We need to, to trust in it. Now, why did God answer this prayer? Why did He, this little tiny prayer that's hidden away in the halls of fame of God's people, of His saints, why does He answer this? Because there was a gimper named Jabez. And he, he's not remembered for what he did but he's remembered for what he prayed. And then what happened after that? That's what uh, Jabez here. You know, God, he longs, he longs to bless us. He longs to give us things. That's what God is. He's not sitting there saying, no, you've had enough. No, I've answered too many for you. No, that's not important enough. That's not what God is. You know, sometimes when I'm praying for something, I'll say, God, I feel a little ashamed that this don't seem very important because there's people dying and there's people with serious problems. And I hate to even bring this up to you, but I'll say, God, I know your arm's not shortened that you tell us. And if it's important to me, well, then it's important to you. And then you can answer all of them at the same time that I'm making you a little God and I'm putting you in a box and saying, well, all that you can answer is the big prayers and the only ones worth asking you is the big prayers and I'm not supposed to fool with nothing else. Well, that's not the way it is at all. But you know, God, He longs uh, to, to bless us. He loves His church. He loves His bride. 
He gave his life for the church. Why wouldn't he want to bless her? Church, if we pray as a giver, as we pray as Jabez for our church here at Chestnut Grove, why would he not answer it? That's what he longs to do. What would stop him? Why wouldn't he want to answer our prayers? Sure he would because he said, That's my bride. That's my beloved. That's the one that I died for. And I'll give her, Amen. I'm going to bless her with it if she'll come to me as Jabez did here. But you know, here we find Jabez, we find him hiding in the least read section, in the probably the least read book in the Bible. We find this great little prayer right here. Of all places to, to put it right here. Now remember now, Jabez, he's not a Moses. He's not an Abraham. He's not a David. He's not even a Peter or a Paul. But the little difference in this man makes all the difference. Now, you and I can't be a Moses. We can't be an Abraham or a David or a Peter or a Paul. But we can be a Jabez. Everybody can be a Jabez. And that's what God's saying. The little difference. We can all be a Jabez. Everybody in this house can be a Jabez. But we couldn't be a great Moses. We don't live in that day and time. And that's not for us to do here. But we can all do it. Amen. But, you know, as we read through these boy names right here of the begottens and all this, uh, but all of a sudden out of nowhere we pause and we say, wait a minute, uh, there's someone that stands out head and shoulders above the rest of them. This man here of Jabez. And what he says, he says, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that you would be put your hand upon me and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. And God answered his prayer. Look what he asked here. He asked four things. Four things is what he asked. He said, bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. He said, enlarge my territory. He said, let your hand be with me and keep me from evil. That's the four things that he asked. When was the last time? I want to ask you to think about it. When was the last time that God did something in your life that you knew without a doubt that it had to be God? That you didn't do it? Nobody else could do it? It wasn't nature? It wasn't something just... just, It's just the odds were too great? When was the last time that something happened in your life and you knew that it was God? How many's ever had that to happen? Amen, I have. You couldn't explain it with a encyclopedia but it happened and you knew that it was God you knew that it was God amen having a desire to be more honorable is what we desire today nothing but God's fullest blessings will do nothing but God's fullest blessings we don't want as a church just part of God's blessings we want all of them we don't want to just do part way live in a cabin in a corner we want to be on the front we want to be on the front row helping God and working for Him Amen (laughs) not my will but thine be done is what the Lord says there you know we should all we should all long to hear the words in Matthew the 25th chapter and verse 21 where it says when we stand before God we should all of us should long to hear these words right here well done 
Thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. We should long to hear those kind of things. You know, God, He has a plan for every one of us. Young people, young and old. Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end, to give you a future and a hope. Young folks, listen to that. God Himself, He has a future and a hope for you, for you only, for you. He had one for Jabez here. He has it for you. And He says, And then you shall call upon Me, and you shall go and pray unto Me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek Me and find Me, when you shall search for Me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Amen. He promises us that. Why would He not answer it? He promised us to do that. Why? When we get down, as Caleb was testifying, you said a little part of that there, Caleb. <laughs> Amen. And uh, why would God not want to, to answer these? You know, and we have so many blessings that sometimes we, they're unclaimed. We don't never get them. We don't never get to where we can claim those things. The story goes, and you might have heard it, but Mr. Jones goes to heaven. He gets to heaven, and St. Peter is showing him around heaven. He shows him the streets of gold. He shows him the heavenly choir. He shows him all the wonderful things. And he goes by this unusual-looking building. It looks like a warehouse. There's no windows, but one door is all it's got. And Mr. Jones says, But Peter, what's that? Peter says, I, you don't want to know. And he just goes on. And he passes by. He finished, shows him around heaven, all around. And then when he comes back, Mr. Jones is still curious about that warehouse. He says, but St. Peter, he said, what about that warehouse? And Peter says again, said, uh, you need to just, just leave that alone. You don't need to see that. But he said, oh, but I do. I want to see it. And he starts towards it. Peter says, all right. And they go, and they open the door. And when they look in this warehouse... As far as I can see, it's rows and rows and rows and shelves. Shelves filled with white boxes with red ribbons tied around them. As far as you can see, all the shelves from the floor to the ceiling. And, and, and the Mr. Jones saw it and he said, My goodness! And, and Peter's standing back there shaking his head. And he, see, he runs to the boxes and he says, Every box has got a name on it. Every box. He looks at Peter and he says, Have I got a box? And Peter said, yes, you do. And he starts running before Peter can say a word. He runs down to the jail. And he reaches up and he finds his box. He takes it out and takes the ribbon off of it and looks into the box. And immediately he recognizes what it is. He sees all of the opportunities that he had. All of the things through his life that were represented. And he never received a blessing because he didn't ask for them. He didn't ask for them. And so though they were unclaimed, unclaimed blessings that were there. Amen. Help us not to get our claimed blessings from God as a church and as an individual to get all of them that we can that God wants to give us here. Amen. Instead of standing on the edge of a river wanting a drink of water, we need to just jump on in the river there and get wet all over with it. Oh, that you would bless me indeed, is what he says. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. 
You know, I pray often, and I know you've heard me pray this. I get down and I tell you every Sunday morning at home, I pray before I come here. I'll say, God, bless me a whole lot today so that I can bless other people. And you know where I got that from? Amen, right here. <laughs> I got it from O.J. Bass because he said, please bless me indeed. Indeed bless me. Because how are you going to bless anybody else unless God has already blessed you? If you're carrying a load on your back and you can't hardly stand and you can't talk, how are you going to bless anybody else? Hey, Jabez knew that. He said, oh, that you would bless me indeed. The old, the old late Adrian Rogers, he used to pray. He'd say, make us blessable today, Lord. Make us blessable today. You know, we ask for a blessing. Are we blessable, though? Are we blessable? God can't bless us unless we're blessable. We can pray that all we want to, but he said, make us blessable. Good, good thought there that he, that he had there. Uh, amen. You know, but is it possible that God wants us to be more selfish with our prayers? Praying more, asking more and more and saying, God, you know, but some people, they think that's improper. They, they think that it shouldn't be done, that you're getting greedy. That you're getting greedy, you're asking God all the time. God said, ask, ask. <laughs> ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. In James it says, you do not have because you do not ask. It's what he says. Amen. He tells us that. You know, but we say, uh, you know, really is that too much? I know what you feel. I've told you. I say that. God, you know, I'm bothering you again. You know, this right here. I want to read you this verse right here. Luke uh, 6 chapter in, in verse 38. It says, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. He said, running over. It's not going to get full. It's not going to get empty. It's not going to run out. God longs to bless us. You know, there's an old bluegrass song, and it, and it says, So I'm here, dear, dear Lord, back on my knees. It's me again, Lord. I've got a prayer that needs an answer. It's me again, Lord. I've got a problem that I can't solve. Well, I don't mean to worry you, but here I'm facing something new, and I need help that only comes from you. It's me again, Lord. Amen. It is sometimes, and sometimes I feel that way. I want to say, Lord, Lord, it's me again. <laughs> Amen. But you know God, He doesn't say, Hey, you're bothering me, Steve. You know, hush up and get on away. You've already said too many prayers this week. You've asked for too many things. I don't want to hear no more. No, that's not God. That's not my God. That's not your God. That's not the God that we have. We can't never fill it up. We can't never run it out. And sometimes we want to think of that. But you know, here I told you, Jabez, his name means pain. His mother said, here I read it, because I bore him in pain. He had an unusual birth. I know all births are, are painful. But here was, this was very unusual some way. Maybe he was breached. Maybe there was sickness. Maybe the, the father wasn't present. You know, maybe, maybe a lot of things we don't know right here. But you know, but she named him Jabez. Jabez means pain. Don't you know that the other kids knew what that meant? They knew that his name was Pain. Pain. Boy, you brought pain. They thought a lot about you, didn't they? They named you Pain. You know the old song that Johnny Cash wrote? Uh, a boy named Sue. 
You know, like that one. I believe that was the way old Jabez was. When they was trying to pick on him, call him Jabez in pain, he felt like a boy named Sue here. And he probably had to defend some of it here. But thank God that he said, bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. That little word, indeed, that's the biggie. Bless me indeed. That indeed is like putting five exclamation points or putting it in all capitals and underlining it. That's what indeed means. He's not just saying bless me, but bless me indeed. He's urgent. It's an urgent plea. Jabez is urgent. He's not just saying it out of the top of his head. He's urgent here. But you know, uh, many Christians are not urgent when they're praying. Their prayers are pleading with God. But Jabez, uh, he was here. He was crying out to God Almighty that he didn't have the power to do it, but God did. And, and he had the power and he knew that and he realized it and it wasn't going to come from nobody else except from God was the only way. And it was all up to God. It was entirely up to God what he was going to receive here. You know, uh, but you know, we might think sometimes that after I'm saved that God's just going to sprinkle along a few blessings just at a predetermined rate. Uh-uh, I don't think so. That predetermined, it's determined on you and I, on those blessings that's coming here. You know, maybe we keep a, a ledger, you know, withdrawals and, and deposits here. You know, but like I said a while ago, he says, is my hand shortened? Is my hand shortened that I can't do it? That's where we're putting him in a box, aren't we? We're, we're doing him that way. But you know, I, I want to... He had those four requests I told you that he was asking for right there. But I, I want to just for a few minutes, I got to thinking, you know how God is blessed so much. And I ask you, when was God in something and you knew that it had to be God, it wasn't you and it had to be the Lord. You know, I got to thinking of some of the ministries here at Chestnut Grove. And I feel that way about them. I've told you that before. That it wasn't us. It wasn't the money we gave. It wasn't our good talent. It wasn't just our good old people. It was God was in it to make it, to make it happen. And I want to just look at just some of the things just a minute and mention them. Our children's church. Our women's uh, study group on Wednesday night that's, that's doing wonderful here. Our church edition that we had. The pavilion and the children's playground. All of it's paid for. All of it's paid for. Hey, man. You know, the benevolent grace fund that we have. That over in the last two or three years, over $20,000 has been given so that we could give to the needy. And nearly all of it is local. Thank God for that. That you can't tell me that that just started and it just, God what needed to bless it like that. That's, we're not capable of doing those kind of things. In Bible school and having so many different ones come and having little souls saved there. You can't tell me that God's not in that. That God didn't do that. And just recently, just the last six months, our internet ministry. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Started with a phone up there. Sending it over a phone across the internet. I want to give you January and February. I want to, you can look at the views. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? January the 1st, that's these, one of these are Sundays. January the 1st, 191 views. January the 8th, 221 views. January the 15th, 234 views. January the 22nd, 259. Now I want you to look at January the 29th when Jay spoke. You Sunday, 782 views. 782 views. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Amen. God's in that. You can't tell me. You 
can start with a phone and send it, and you end up with 782. That's a lot of students, I know, but there's not that many in high school up there. Not half that many. And so God is blessing. God is sending. Thank God for it. Hey, man, every time I get thrilled about that, because not because of us, but because God did that. It had to be when you know that it is. February the 5th, 192, and the 12th was 260. We're averaging about 220 views a week here on average, and on special occasions, seven and 800 views on it. Thank God for it. Hey, man, when's the last time you saw God do something that you knew it had to be Him? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. All the wonderful committees decorating food and youth that we have. All of our ministries, all of them are funded, are in the black, and are strong if you listen to it at conference. Thank God for it. It's not just because, you know, of us, like I said. At every conference we have, Billy, and I hear that, the five or six different ones gets up and it's in the black, it's strong, it's holding its own or increasing. I just say, thank God. Thank God for it. And it will stay that way. If we'll stay with Jabez and said, Oh, if you will bless me indeed. If you will enlarge my territory. If your hand would be with me. If you'll keep me from evil. Amen. That we may not cause harm. And God answered his request. <laughs> Amen. He sure did. He answered those things here. You know, Moses, he said on Mount Sinai, he said, show me your glory. He told God, show me your glory. He wanted to see more of it. I want us to pray as a church. God, show us your glory. Show us individually and united your glory. What we can do and how strong we can be and how we can reach out. Show us your glory, God. It's God's nature is to bless. It's God's nature to bless. All through the Bible, He tells us it's His solemn, sovereign nature is to bless us. Not to harm us. Not to judge us. But to bless us here is His nature with it. Amen. Ask, make it a lifelong commitment to ask God every day every day to bless you to bless you and while he's at it ask him to bless you a whole lot ask him to bless you a whole lot <laughs> amen you know it's not in a name it's not your station in life that determines what you're going to be just like Jabez here he's stuck in a no place here it's not in a name it's not your station in life but it's the one that you know that you're talking to asking asking for what you want to be. That's what's important. It's not your name. It's not your station in life. But it's you. It's you. The potential that God has. You know, I've seen so many children. They could bend so much. You look at them and they were having fun and playing, loving life. And it just make you want to just cry, thinking, God, how you could use these little ones. If only their parents would just learn you and take them and teach them but so many of those through the years I know are by the wayside or dead or on drugs and had a terrible life but it didn't start that way 
God said He has a plan and a future and a hope for you and me. Amen. And what He can do with them, like our little children, the plans that He's got for them, may every one of them fulfill the future and the hope that God has for them. And it's our duty as adults to see that they get that, that they need and they have to have here. Amen. But a personal loving and trusting relationship with the one that we're praying to. That's the one that counts. That's what it counts. Uh, you can change your life today. You can change your future. You can change it. And just pray, as he said, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. You hear me all the time, I'll say, the Jabez committee us meet tomorrow or next week. I know Danny asked me, he said, what's that Jabez I hear to committee all the time? That's where we got it from, Danny, was right here. Oh, Jabez, he said, enlarge my territory. And that's where I got thinking, I want our territory enlarged, and he has. He's answered it over and over and over again. But that's where it came from. I said, God, enlarge our territory. Give us more ministry. Give us more things that we can work for you. And that's where the name of the group came from, was where we can plan the calendar and the events for the year is to having the JBS team here. But we can change it. We can say, oh, Lord, oh, please, would thou bless me indeed. Big getting the song, Brother Mike. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Amen. This morning, pray that prayer. Ask God to enlarge your territory. Enlarge your home and your feelings and your life and your mind out there. And He'll do it. He answered it for Jabez. Amen. God bless you.